Welcome, welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And today, we are doing it at a special time. 3 o'clock on your Eastern Dial. Today's special guest is, well, y'all figure it out in a minute, because it's a special guest. This basketball head is a three-term District 41 City Council member that has been reshaping Brooklyn landscape along the way. As well as being a politician, she is a basketball head at heart. A former basketball coach with the Fall Community, she coached the Eight Ball, the Iron Man Tournament, and the Flatbush Youth Community. We are going to talk about coaching days. Of course, we got to touch on the remodeling of the legendary Brevoort Coliseum basketball court. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this year's upcoming election which is tomorrow, tomorrow's upcoming election. Who are you gonna vote for? Well, let's get out to the polls and show our support. I'm taking questions as usual. So, without further ado, help me welcome to the show, three-term city council member, Darlene Millie. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. Yes. yes, you have you just stepped into, into, into the, the world, world of chaos, chaos. Where, where everybody, everybody goes, goes hard. hard. Practically all my life, 
uh, right across from Brevoort. The Coliseum was there, but it was four girls. My mother didn't let us out that much. But whenever we went into the Coliseum, we tow it up, and then we disappeared. And they say, oh, where are those girls at? <laughs> we, just, we won't come out the four months later. Right, <laughs> but right. it was awesome. Okay. And that's Thomas Diggs. Wow. Yes, yes, definitely. Wow. And the Montgomery family, the Jackson yep. family, yep. that really, you know, had a, a, the community as a one united front. And that's yep. what I'm trying to bring back in Bed-Stuy at the Coliseum. We're going to rename the Coliseum Thomas Diggs. And to bring that Coliseum back to its original art, that's what I want to do. Oh, but yeah, we're going to need people to help us. Uh, as a youngster, I was uh, blessed to take part in, in his heyday when Sonny Lewis had the reins there, so definitely. That's good. Now, that's yeah, important. Yeah. And I think about people are saying that our kids are doing this and doing that. But if we don't have any facilities, resources that our young people could work and play, they will be out in the street. But now, even in Betsy Head, I did it. Five years ago, I put $20 million to put a dome, Bessie Head Park in Brownsville. To me, if we really about saving lives, all the elected officials need to invest in that, that we can have our children start Olympics. They could be um, ballerina, basketball, soccer, football, and a safe haven for the community. Definitely. Definitely. So who are some of the biggest influences in your life coming up? Bernard, <laughs> New York Knicks. <laughs> That's the only one I like. Wow. And John Starks was, woo. He was phenomenal. Maybe because his name is easy. Right. But that's all I thought about. Bernard and um, Starks. Okay. Well, outside of that, like inside your home, you know, in the community, who are those people that, you know, that that was played an influential role in your life and you coming up. This is um, <clears throat> excuse me, I can say this is a young lady in a community that is still in the community to this day, Janie L. Bradley. She's my CPA also. She has a CPA in the community, Fulton and Utica. But yes, I've, I've been there. I've used that place. Yes, I know. Yes. She know me all my life. I used to sit on Herkimer Street, watch her come from Wall Street, her hair bouncing, her briefcase, and then she'd come right back out and go to the park, St. Benedict's, that's right across the street from Brevoort, right. and she'd go in the park and tear those men up. Really? <laughs> Basketball, yes. Yes, you should interview her. Oh, that, I definitely yeah, will, somebody. and I will go back and reintroduce myself and let her know that we spoke. That's it. That's it. She's the one, and I said, wow, I want to be that the same way, go to work, girly, girly, and then get out there and play basketball and tear the men up, and that has happened numerous times. I remember I played someone in um, Kingsboro, one-on-one, -on -one, and I was beating them, a big guy. And he knocked me down so hard, and everybody said, oh, that's it. Because <laughs> he knew I was going to win the game. Right, I'm right. that good. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think it's important for people like yourself, you know, myself, professionals, to be yeah. seen in the neighborhood, you know, yeah. so people can have 
models, other models to see. And oh my goodness, you said it. Did you know I saw you Saturday? I was driving on Lafayette. I said, hey, hey, I saw the point, and that's what you just said something so phenomenal. I think about. I never bump into a lot of the elected officials at all. Tell me about it. They see me at certain places saying, what you doing here? But I feel I have to keep my finger on a pulse you that I know to. who is who, what is what, how I can relate to, to everyone that if it, if a need come, I can help them. So that's why I feel I'm, I'm still in the neighborhood. I never left. So I don't understand, even with the police, if they lived in the area they serve, our community would be much better and stronger. Definitely. Definitely. I I, I said that. Kudos. You said a phenomenal yeah, I, I was thing. going I was actually going to spend some time with my little cousin uh to and, and you had a young man with you too. Yes, yes. So I'm uh, that's my little cousin who I'm mentoring and you know I'm trying to grow uh, and put him in the right direction on the right track. So that's good. Keep a hold to them young. Yeah, you gotta do I that. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let let's talk about you know, you playing high school basketball, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that very first game, what was that feeling like? What What was those emotions like? It's I still get those emotions right now when I have to speak. <laughs> so imagine the basketball games was phenomenal. I was a point guard, so I was really. You was the leader. You was the leader yeah, at all. You was leader from the beginning. I was really fast. And guess what? We started a, a woman's basketball team in New York City Transit, and I was the coach. Really? Yes. Player coach. I played also. All right. Yes. Let's, 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 put this, let's put this out there. What high school did you play for? Well, high school, John, 271, John Coleman, right there on Herkimer Street. Yes. 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 Wow. Then I went to BMCC College, Wingate High School, then BMCC. So, so Wingate, Wingate was the high school. The yes. great uh, Jackie, uh, give me, give me wrong. Um, he played. Excuse me, don't get me wrong. Wingate, Wingate. Jackie Jackson, I think it is. Jumping Jackie Jackson. I don't remember that. Name. Listen, I'm going way past your days. Okay, he played okay, against Connie okay. Hawkins. He was All a right, superstar back then. So yes. I make those connections. Yes. And Bernard Harding went there as well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. For, I couldn't remember it, but you got it. Thank uh, you. Yes, yes, but, yes. And I wonder how, I always think back, how, do, how did Thomas Diggs do the first uh, Olympics? I guess he did the um, wheelchair. It was the midget league. It was the midget league. Midget league. Right? So I imagine so what happened, he was way above. At, at, what happened was, as the Sunday Lewis tournament was kind of, you know, dying down and a lot of us was kind of transitioning and leaving Out. going to college right wow. so like it was like that next gap of kids who was coming up who Sonny Lewis didn't service because right. we was on at a high school level so like his sons they were like younger so they needed a place to play and there was a need and what wow. Thomas Diggs did he provided that need for his children and the kids in the community to have a safe haven to play. And that That's was the Brief or Midget League, which That's is legendary. Yeah. So I, I'm really uh, throwing it out to the universe. 
how can we bring that back to his glory? I know we're going to try to change, we're going to change the name to Thomas Diggs uh, Arena, but we need creative thoughts and, and building how we're going to keep and remodel it also. We got to yes, model yes. it properly that everyone could be in there safely and that we could use it more than just, you know, for the summer. That's what I'm looking for, a planning group to really see how we can utilize that. And we need live and strong people in the neighborhood that have the community best interests at heart to be a part of that whole group of being the referees, just keeping the park clean, keeping the arena, um, renting it out to other people. Let's bring stars in. We need all of that, and, and it takes every last one of us, not just a handful. We thank God for Thomas Diggs, but we need more Thomas Diggs. Thomas well, Diggs and I, you, I, me, I, I, I'll everyone. say this, not to talk my horn, but uh, uh -oh. I, I, I've been in Brevoort uh, for a long time. My family's been here, um, and I, I, I did my due diligence to help to get them out of here, but I'm still here. The community knows me. Um, you got guys like Kenny Patterson who are oh, in the yeah. neighborhood, right? You got uh, a, uh, a, uh, a, what I'm saying, Amy, uh, Angel, um, Brown, Brady. You got a lot of people that still, still invested there. here. But I'm saying this, I can speak for myself as being an educator for over 20 years, a basketball coach. Throw my name in the hat, and I'll, I'll be down to support anything that has to do Thank with help rebuilding Brevoort. Thank you. And you know I was a coach also of two I know. Listen, I, I coached against you. Trust me. I, and I will always kind of remind you that, like, you, you know, remember, I, I used to coach against you, you know. So, <laughs> and then you became yep. a, a politician, and then we would see each other, you know, every now yep, and again. Yeah, just frankly. And right, imagine, so. I didn't know the rules of basketball, but I just knew I wanted our youth to off the streets and I started I had about five community gardens so I would have them help me clean the garden then we go play basketball uh, practice and then we have a game and then they come back and we I have to feed them at the garden and sometimes we couldn't even find some of the parents it was like I had extended children so no matter what we instill if you can't say anything good don't say anything at all. Every first Saturday of the month, you had to do Money Smart program. That means you had to learn how to budget your money. Instead of going to the corner bodega, go buy a half a, uh, a thing of eggs, cook it yourself and buy bread. You save so much money. One young man had credit cards already at 16 years old. He got rid of his credit cards, started, saved his money. We opened bank accounts. That's what is needed more of that to let our children know you don't have to work for someone be an entrepreneur your own boss and that's what i'm instilling the young people right now and on a bigger scale i believe you and i can do it even bigger oh for sure definitely, for sure. definitely. Uh, i've been uh talking to coach ray haskins on the side he's the godfather of basketball heads wow you know you got to keep the community uh connected he's someone yeah. who was a mentor to all of us coming up and mm -hmm. someone who I lean on to for the history of New York City history. and the things that we need to do. So he, he gave me a few questions he would like me to ask you. 
Okay. Okay. So, he like to say, first of all, he would like to uh, credit you on your incredible job you did during your first tenure. Thank you. All right? Thank you. So, we definitely want to give you. you a round of applause for that right there. All right? Definitely let that go. Yeah, yeah, we, we do that right here live. Thank you. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. No doubt. No really doubt. Do. So, his first question was, can schools remain open during the evenings? Yes. Yeah. They should be open. Uh, if you, the previous administration, I got to say his name, Hines, the, I always felt that Manhattan, Cy Vance was the DA in Manhattan. Whenever they did drug busts, they would take that money and put it in their um, gymnasiums that the kids in that area could be there all night to 12 o'clock at night. And I, when I asked that for our Brooklyn DA, the meeting will be over. And I mean, you could check the record on that. I felt that if we open up the schools, the gymnasium, all the youth centers, and have re reliable and strong individuals running it that the community respect and know and reverence what they say. Yeah. And even in the process of molding the young men and women, I feel they should stay open to 12, to 12 at night. Even yes. sometimes it should be later for the adults. Yes, that's on my agenda. That, that, that was one of the things that helped keep me, kept me out of trouble as a youngster and a lot of other young men who used exactly. that as a but imagine what our young people going through right now. It's yes. nothing. Nothing. But, but their phones and a lot of trouble to get into, you know. Even with that, they, it's, it's causing riots and, and shootings just over the phone. Yes. I'm waiting for the next question. We, we, call, it, we call it the devil's playground. Yes. All right. So. He said he also wanted to know if the park department can assign a recreation person year-round. That person will be a resource for information similar to the 311 operator to the people in the community. Would it find help, jobs, and would it go for medical assistance? Yes. Oh, the parks department. We got to really work on them because I just went through a lot of stuff with the parks um, during since the pandemic was over, I put in permits early. And all of a sudden, as it got closer to the political deadlines, all of a sudden they came unavailable. So I just feel that we should have a liaison from the parks that we would know exactly who is on the calendar, where if we look at that calendar, we could participate. I had something, a, a big skating thing on June 19th, on Juneteenth. And they said it wasn't available, but guess what? We went there anyway, and we had a big roller skating event. So, hey, so we definitely need that. It. That will hold the parks department accountable, and it'll let the community know what's going on in our parks. Those parks are ours. Definitely. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Thank you. All right, definitely. And salute to Coach Ray Haskins. Um. One thing I wanted to know is, uh, what are your plans for affordable housing and after-school program for teens and young parents? Wow. 
the after school programs is number one. But the um, parents, I think we need entrepreneurship programs with the small business services. I think that's gonna be the key of recovery from COVID also. And the affordable housing, that's the one thing I hope people really check my record and see every, all the housing in my district, the 41st district is the last district that have land left in the whole city. And I'm trying to make, yeah, I try to make sure it's balanced. You can do affordable housing and then you can do, um, you can do condominiums because that's yeah. home ownership. Yeah. And I, and I will partner with the federal government to make sure that we get those housing back. And to just check my record, I was not elected official at the time. If you go on Atlantic Avenue between Buffalo and Schenectady, it's affordable housing there right now with one bedroom apartment, 550, two bedroom apartment, $700, three bedroom apartment, $975 to this day. And I did that eight years ago. So that's what kind of affordable housing I will be putting in. I don't mind um, some of the developments being mixed use because sometimes if someone is living next door to you making 150,000 and you make it 30,000, y'all could grow together. And that's building a community. Thank you. That's awesome, that's awesome. That's awesome. So now, the biggest question is, why should people come out and vote for you? All the things that you did, you named some incredible things that you have done. Um, I know I have a residence, I'm not gonna name who knew that you was coming on the show today, and they wanted me to ask, why should the people of Greenboard vote for you when they felt like, you know, you came by, you played some music and did some barbecues? And I was like, wow. And this the person is a senior, so I had to put it in. Yes. What do you mean? Um, why should they vote for me just because I did barbecues? I just did a senior event out of my own pocket. It's not to me when you get when you vote for me, you voting for someone that's going to help the average everyday man and woman. Whatever I did, I did it for the community. I would sit at the table with the speaker, Mayor Bloomberg. He's number one. With congestion pricing, I said no. I only had 12% of my district that drove to Manhattan. And guess what? That 12% meant so much to me that they invited me to Gracie Mansion and we you're arguing at each other. I said, if you start charging people to go over the Brooklyn Bridge, going to work, and to pay coming back, or to go over to the Manhattan Bridge and come back, that 12% that could be without a job soon because their livelihood is driving a car over that bridge. So congestion pricing did not go through because they needed my vote, and I did not vote for it, and I'm not ashamed of that right now. They're trying to do it again, but we as constituents have to be involved, go to those community boards meetings, and demand that we don't need congestion pricing. Imagine how young people get a brand new car what? They just barely have enough money to put in their gas tank, but then they got to pay a toll to go over the Brooklyn Bridge and come back. And a vote for me is a vote for yourself. 
you will bump into the grocery market with me. You'll bump into the laundry mat with me. And I can handle your issues right then and there. And sometimes I ask them, I said, all right, if it's too complicated, I ask them to come to my office. And I want to, we had a debate, me and a, my opponent. And I said, if you could just downgrade someone, I said, I'm not going to go low. I'm going to go high. I, I talk about what I've done, what I'm going to continue doing. And one of the people in the audience said, her sign was off the, um, the office, but she never left. We didn't have enough money to get another sign. But once I was turned out, I wasn't beat out. I was turned out. I felt it was important for me to still handle the community constituent service. I'm still the female district leader of the 55th Assembly District. I appoint Supreme Court judges, civil court judges, and surrogate judges. And I appoint everyone who worked in the 55th Assembly District all the polling jobs. Right now, a lot of our constituents are making $3,000 for nine days. So I feel if you go vote for me, you'll be voting for yourself. I'm the average day man and woman, but I'm elected official. I'm not a politician. I'm a servant of the people. I try to do all I can to make our lives better because I haven't left the neighborhood. Whatever affects them affects me. And that's why I know vote for me as your number one choice. That's, 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 that was honest. And you can say, I'm bringing the Tomics Diggs court to life. To That's life. The key thing to right there, right? Because in the last 25 years, no one has done anything. Yeah. I know that, that. If that is something that you plan to do, everyone in Brief wants you to come out and just plug the vote. Yeah, but can I tell you something? I'm a, from my mouth to your ears, I know the political establishment may hate me. I tried it with the Democrats all this time. I put 20 million in Betsy Head to save people and our community. Nobody else want to put money into it. But if I have to cross the border to the Republicans or anyone who's willing to help us make this dream come true, I'm going to do it. Because it's not about me. It's not about a party. It's about saving the community and building something that we can have a safe haven that our children do not be become a pipeline to public school to jail, period. And let me second that. That's so true. And I, I, I don't think the people will care which party as long as we still know the face and the person. Exactly. And it's, I'm it's telling doing you, what they need to do. I have tried so much. So now I have to go a little deeper now. And, and the best thing is to make sure you get something that is right for your district, but you can look yourself in the mirror the next morning. My heart is good. And I hope Brevoort knows, and the whole district know. I don't do things for form or fashion or to be seen, because I tell you the truth, I do more events than any elected official out here. And half of it is out of my own pocket. And I don't get the accolades. I don't need it. But as long as I know the people are watching me, they see me, I'm helping them. They're helping me just saying, go, girl, I got you. So I'm okay with it. And I just hope that our people vote me number one choice. That's it. Definitely. This and they good. should because we have former basketball players like Robert Carter, who played in Brevoort, who yeah, were not going to speak. 
Ooh. Oh, Mel, but Mel Davis was on the show, and then he came down and he met with you. So that's action right there. Action. Okay? That's and we action. heard it from his mouth. Action, not about the talking. That's it. That's what. And I'm not a talker. When Mel Davis even endorsed me. And do you know, I prayed. When I said, why did he chose me? He don't know me. But he checked my record and saw that everybody is, nobody is really endorsing me, but the people are endorsing me. But he said, I want to help her. And, and once she get in there, we're going to do the Thomas Dick arena and make it back to its full capacity. And he's going to help me on that. Mel Davis, I thank you. I'm looking forward. I no am. Doubt, no doubt. Well, we don't going to keep you here too long. We just get to our point and we do our top five. All right? Top five, top five, top five. Okay. <sighs> Ms. Darlene Millie, give me your top five. Music artist of all time. Really? Oh, God. Top five. Top, top five. five. Think about it. Top five. Oh, my God. Uh, Beyonce. Woo! Beyonce. Mary J. Right. Um, uh, Jill Scott. Woo! Okay. Oh um, Shaquille. No. Um, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. And one more, one more. Oh, one more. Um, oh my God. John Legend. John Legend. John Legend. All right. So if you had to pick a dream team of politicians, Ooh. it could be past president. Tony Rangel. Percy Sunnell. Woo! Percy Sutton. That's um, right. David Dinkins. Um uh, uh, who else? Um, oh, God. The five. You know the five in Harlem. And I, I got to say, um, uh, the one in, in Brooklyn, Thomas Fortune. Yes. A yes. best side. Unity yes. Democratic Club. Yes. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yes. 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 Let me yes. tell you. It, it, was that the Democratic Club on Ralph Avenue? Yes. I have that club now. I Three clubs, I, I combined them into one. Let me tell you. When I played for the Renegades and Coach Breeze back in the days, right, we went 21-0. We had a great season, and that propelled me to play at Lincoln going into my freshman year. Those yeah. values and those things that we learned back then, that club was our home. We got, practice, we got our dress there. We got ready for our games there. We had our meetings there. So that Democratic club, was a pillar of the community in the early 80s. They don't get young men like myself. Yes, that's good. Well, we still thriving. That's the same way we have it on Utica now, Utica and Union. We have 3,000 square feet. We let the community utilize it. Every Friday, we call it Chew, Chat, and Chill. A fish fry game I'm gonna night. I'm going to come by one of these Fridays. Yes, Definitely. yes. We got the women are still... Uh, one of her uh, young girls are in a women's basketball team playing abroad. So we, we try to raise money that they can have. They have money in their pocket that we don't have to have our young people being compromised by not having money. So that's what a community is all about. And a political club. Wait till I win. You'll see what we really do when we get some money. Listen, trust me. I, I, I'm going to be behind you 100%. Thank um, you. I like some of the things that you're doing. Uh, definitely Thank the pre 
Coliseum oh, yeah. and actually put it to action. Um, Thomas yes. Diggs deserved this. He's done a lot for our community. Yes. And uh, salute to him and his family. And thank okay. you for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you for having me here. And the best is yet to come. And I'm Darlene Neely, your number one choice. That's right. <laughs> thank salute. you. Yes, yes. All right. All right, thank all right. You. Thank Take you, Darlene, for coming on the show. Okay. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And you've been watching Basketball Heads. The official home for New York City basketball. And now politics, right? Dolly Mailey breaking into the show. And my guy Kahari Edwards up here. Uh -oh. For the new politicians to the seasoned politicians. Thank you. To everybody out there at Basketball Headland, I'm saying peace. Peace and thank you. Yes. All right.